Hello and welcome to the Spiritual Seeds Podcast. This is a podcast for the spiritually curious among us. I'm your host, Leisha O'Connor, a psychic, author, and spiritual teacher. It is so good to have you here. Hello. I'm probably just pretty much going to talk about myself for this first episode, tell you a little bit about me and my journey through spirituality, figuring it all out by myself. So I grew up in Ireland. I live in the west of Ireland. So many of you might know Ireland is a largely Catholic country, certainly was when I was growing up in the 80s. So I would have been raised Roman Catholic in the regular way. (laughs) Is there a regular way? Plenty of shame and guilt. That's the way. Um, No, to be fair, I'm not here to church bash by any means at all. I actually think there's many, many fantastic things to many organized religions. It's not really for me. It's not my cup of tea. It doesn't... Um, express my understanding of spirituality but nevertheless that was the way in which I was raised and that's grand I think it's much better to note like no judgment on anyone for me in particular I think I'm appreciative that I was raised with some form of spirituality albeit in an organized religion way rather than not having had any experience of it whatsoever that's just me No judgment on anyone. (laughs) So I'm a little bit nervous. Just realized I'm like, Leisha, take a few deep breaths. To be honest, this podcast has been a long time coming. I've wanted to do something like this for a really, really, really long time. I just never really got up the courage. And to be honest, actually, I'm glad I'm doing it now. I'm at a nice place in my spiritual journey where I've experienced a lot of different weird stuff. And I'm just kind of ready to talk about it, especially over the last year. I've had major growth and really come to terms with my ego, shadow side, my intuition, really begun to understand all of these spiritual concepts on a much, much deeper level. So this is definitely coming at a good time for me. But uh, truth be told, I have been practicing for it my whole entire life. I don't know if you've seen... um, the commitments. <laughs> oh, oh my, I'm laughing at myself, God, Alicia, don't share this. Oh, I will. Um, in the movie, The Commitments, the band manager, Jimmy, I think is his name, he's always like in the tub uh, practicing being interviewed by, I want to say, Terry Wogan. Could be wrong about that again, but that's my memory of it. So that's kind of been me throughout most of my life. <laughs> Just sort of like, practicing you know just like practicing how would I speak about this how would I explain this so I mean I wasn't doing it for any reason at the time I certainly wasn't uh hoping to be interviewed by Terry Wogan or anything like that I just uh, I just have always done this I've always practiced speaking about stuff in my head or just walking around talking to myself and 
Sure, Lucas. I, I guess it all makes sense now. I'm finally speaking about stuff. So <laughs> 38 years of talking to myself inside my head has finally paid off. Anyways, so that's the first tangent we'll go off on. My apologies. This is pretty much how my mind works here. So I may as well just bring you on the journey. Sure, you either like it or you don't. That is grand with me. I'll try to be as tolerable as possible. So grow up. Roman Catholic, West of Ireland. I would say I was a pretty religious child. Like it was the only thing I was exposed to, more or less. But I was big into it. I really, really like would sit and think about Mary and Jesus. I mean Mother Mary and Jesus and the whole story and miracles and I just really thought about that stuff a lot for a small child um like I get it now as a grown-up and having experienced past lives and stuff like that I'm like okay yeah I get why I was into all that sort of thing I have connections and I I just I feel like it's part of my mission to bring that early message of Jesus and Christianity kind of enter the modern age. I feel like that's part of my life purpose at this time. So I understand now why I was so deeply connected with it. But anyways, you know, time moves on and there would have been a lot of scandals and a lot of horrifying things happening in relation to the Catholic Church when I was growing up. And let's just say it just kind of ruined it for me. I just... I didn't want any part of it. I would be embarrassed, to to be honest, at the time to say that I had any interest in the church or anything like that. But I know now that for me, spirituality really isn't anything to do with religion. But growing up, that was my only experience. It was the only thing that I knew was to connect the two. So um, I big time disconnected from religion and in so doing spirituality in... I guess, I guess my teens, you know, and not just as a teen rebellion kind of thing, just as a, just something didn't sit right, you know, and I guess it's kind of obvious when you look back on it and it's like, well, yeah, it's infused with the patriarchy, with shame, with guilt, of course, (laughs) of course I knew there was something wasn't right, but, um, aside from religion, I'd say I was probably always a pretty weird kind of child because I would have, as an empathic person, as a clairsentient person, I would have always soaked up other people's emotions around me. I could walk into a room and I actually like would like physically kind of recoil from the tension or whatever had just happened in the room before I got there. I would feel all of these things, like literally physically in my body. That wasn't easy because I didn't know what was happening and I didn't understand it. And to be honest, I didn't really fully, fully understand that until quite recently, the last couple of years. I got to really, like I always, I often had a feeling that something like that was happening, but I suppose I didn't believe in it enough, you know. You also just kind of get the impression when you're someone who reacts like so viscerally to things you kind of 
you get gaslit a bit and that can wear someone's mentality down and stop them from really believing their own mind or trusting their own mind. So that definitely happened to me a lot. You know, situations where I was told what I was thinking or experiencing was not the truth, whereas it was my truth. And I understand. I don't hold it against anyone, to be honest with you. I know everyone was doing the best with the information that they had at the time, but it sucks because it's it's a compounding effect where if you're being told your whole life long that you're wrong and that you can't trust your mind, you eventually don't trust your mind. So that's where that went. So that's gaslighting, guys. So uh, as a kid, I definitely would have been, as well as being very empathic, I definitely was getting messages <laughs> from nature and animals and stuff like that. I can remember really knowing, kind of knowing what animals are thinking, like dogs and just kind of getting them and staring at them and trying to take stuff in. Um, I wish I knew at the time, but I, I, I know now like that I can receive messages like that from nature and animals. I remember when we were small, I had, we had budgies, we had a couple of budgies and I kept setting them free. <laughs> I told my parents that they were telling me to set them free. Now, you know, I think they just humored me or whatever, but I know <laughs> that they were telling me to set them free. And I guess I just, I just didn't take any notice of it as being anything kind of weird because it was just my normal. It was my normal life. And like I was very small when that happened. And I understand now that, you know, receiving messages like that, it's, you don't, uh, like some people do, but I don't receive them like hearing spoken words. I receive them like a knowingness. Like the words are in also just inside my head. I don't know how they got there, but it's a deep, deep knowingness. And I just, I didn't know that at the time, but I guess I know it now so I can make sense of it now. But looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just another way in which I was a funny little child. I had quite a few funny little experiences where I would have, no more than the birds, heard messages and just didn't know where they were coming from or what the deal was. One that actually really stands out for me was I was at the, like our local village and there was something on some occasion, probably something to do with a hurling and my little cousin who wasn't from there went missing and they were probably like five or something, maybe a bit older and no one had a clue where they were and I just heard I'd say heard with air quotes there because I didn't hear it like a voice I just it was inside my head and I knew it on my insides that he was down the street feeding the calves in my uncle's farm so I don't know why but I didn't tell anyone I just turned and ran off and went to get him and sure enough there he was feeding the calves so I walked him home and I was just really happy with myself. Like I was so delighted. I can actually feel the wideness of my smile from that moment on my face now. You know, I was so proud of myself. Like, oh my 
God, everyone was looking for him and everyone's going to be so happy with me and this is going to be great. And a couple of people behaved like I had taken him (laughs) and was now bringing him back, pretending that I had found him or something like that. That was the way in which they behaved anyways. And that just dug into me and stuck in me and really festered and it's a shame because it just ingrained in me this feeling that like yeah you won't be believed if you say that you did something because something inside your head told you to do it so it's yeah it's just one of those things one of those standout sort of memories where it just really sort of ingrained in me don't be thinking about you know this weird psychic stuff because it's not real but I can understand it as well because I think I was a big old pain in the hole when I was a child but I understand now that I was angry because I was spending every second of every day and night soaking up everyone's emotions from home school walking down the flipping street just soaking them up soaking them up and not knowing what was wrong with me like I was highly strong and highly emotional all the time and you know grew up in an environment where I wouldn't really have been encouraged to express your emotions hello Ireland in the 80s it's probably the same today (laughs) but it all just compacted inside me and it really would just be released through anger because I didn't have the emotional training to deal with it or know how to release my emotions in any way at all but your look at I feel that that really led to a lot of similar kind of behavior as a teenager and really to be honest it has taken me a lot of my adult life to understand how I'm soaking up other people's stuff that's going on with them and how to release it and how to protect myself from it that actually has been a huge part of my spiritual journey is figuring all of that stuff out so as I got older I dealt with it by well playing Kelly football (laughs) That's, that's one way to get your rage out but also by drinking too much I was a big drinker um just drink 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 mad for a drink and sure look at it was just a whole lifestyle choice very acceptable for a large part of my life but I suppose as you get a bit older it starts to get a bit like that's not cool I'm not an alcoholic or anything like that but I have stopped drinking couldn't be dealing with it and also it was just more problematic drinking not like frequent drinking just getting pretty hammered anytime most times that I did drink or in most social situations feeling the need to be drunk to kind of cover up the emotional overload that every social situation is and it's funny like I mean I could look I look at like lists of things like you know checklists for things like adult autism and women and I'm like tick 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 But then I'm like, well, you could also just tick all of these boxes if you're psychic and you don't know what the fuck is going on. So there's a lot of similarities there. I have a feeling if I was born in a different decade that I probably would have been 
uh, diagnosed and medicated for all sorts of things. But sure, maybe it was better for it to go unnoticed than to be incorrectly diagnosed or medicated or whatever. Anyways, my life is the way it is. I accept it as it is. I'd say around my 20s, I kind of started to get curious again about spirituality, but more so about like the energetic side of things and the law of attraction, that sort of thing. I absolutely did not believe in things like, you know, heaven or something. I can remember even one particular person my age talking about heaven once and I was like, oh my God. I was stuck talking to this person, you know, I really like throw my eyes up to heaven, like really as an adult couldn't believe that people believed in that sort of thing, like how silly could you possibly be? But I know that I was really just so turned off by the whole concept of anything to do with spirituality because of my previous experiences with religion, it had sort of spoiled it for me to a great extent excuse me, a great extent. Yeah, I think dipping my toe into the law of attraction and the secret and Abraham Hicks, all that sort of stuff was a real just sort of teasing my way into the concept of it, really mostly in my 20s. But at the same time, I really, it's funny, I I can't figure out how my brain was working at the time because I really believed in stuff like that, yet I really, really didn't believe in things like energy work or Reiki or um, ghosts or anything like that. I was like, that's all just ridiculous. So I, I kind of don't know how I measured it all out in my mind. Another thing as well I was terrified of was space. Couldn't think about space. The vastness of space terrified me and death could not think about death without my heart pounding out of my chest. All ego stuff, all my ego just like climbing up on my back and going, ah, I'm in charge. And my ego most definitely has been in charge for the majority of my life. What I find a funny kind of contradiction though is in Ireland, and I'm sure this is applicable to many, many places, how we can be very Catholic, churchy led and where you're not really encouraged to think outside the box. But at the same time, we have such belief in folklore and the fairies and the banshees and stuff like that, you know, ghost stories. Like I grew up on ghost stories. And actually, I have to say, the ghost stories I grew up on and the freaky experiences that I've had around ghosts um, was another thing that turned me away from spirituality for such a long time. I was terrified. I was like, I didn't want to think or think about anything to do with anything like that for fear I would wake up and have somebody like a dead person standing at the end of my bed in the middle of the night <laughs> staring at me. Ghost stories have have literally haunted me my whole life and again only very recently have I come to terms with that and really a lot of that was understanding how to control my own energetic space and control what comes into it and what doesn't and setting my 
correct intentions around all of that. But it is a funny thing about Ireland is that we have this belief in the unbelievable. Yet at the same time, we're in many ways controlled by religious dogma. But I think it has definitely benefited me in many ways because it does, you know, this concept of believing in something that you cannot see or touch or feel or anything you just know it it certainly opens your mind up to all of these things so I definitely believed in all of that stuff as a child as well my granny used to tell the best banshee stories would literally make your blood curdle But it was all in good fun. I mean, there was a time where that was all that they had. They had these amazing stories about the banshee pulling your arm out of your socket. And Jesus, lovely, lovely children's stories. But I appreciate them. And I'm glad that I grew up with them because it's just, it's wild and it's imaginative and it's so creative. And going to primary school as well, we had a local folklore legend called Eddie Lenhan. He used to come to our school who's this really uh, dramatic and talented storyteller and his stories were incredible about fairies and all sorts of different mythical things and we just loved it. So it really was, I suppose my growing up was an amalgamation of the two, like of the, the strictness of the church but also this other side that it was like hush hush but okay to completely believe in all of these strange weird happenings and I love that I love that I love reading about these stories now as a grown-up and remembering them and just going oh my god I can't believe this was something I was even exposed to as a child (laughs) so yeah, it's it's funny. It was, it was, let's just say it was balancing. So anyways, as I got older, as I was saying, I did start to dip into energy stuff, law of attraction. And a big thing for me was when I was about 30, I started seeing a therapist and it really, really, really just cleared away all the shit from inside my head. And well, some of it anyways and just helped me to open up to all of these different possibilities and that was when I started to look at energy work and I was fascinated by it I remember the first time I saw the title energy healer can you believe I was like 30 the first time I saw the title of energy healer isn't that mad and I was just like wow what is this and I just knew I know now that I had that title in past lives but I knew that it was something that was going to be important for me I knew that this was like my next step in my journey so I had been a massage therapist since I was about 21 or that and was happy enough doing that but you are aware when you're a massage therapist that you're also dealing with a lot more on an energetic level than just the physical of the muscles you know whether if it's whether it's just people emotionally holding things in different parts of their body that are no in no way related to 
how they're physically doing. You know, it's it's not in related to, excuse me, it's not related to an injury or the way they sit at their desk or anything like that. You know, it's it's very interesting. Like you, you these things become obvious to you after a while. But I think I just never really, really got it until I started to really look into energy healing and start to really understand even the benefits of just simple grounding myself, you know, on a daily basis. What, what am I saying? As a massage therapist, I was doing it 40 times a day just to uh, survive. So I began a journey of discovering energy healing and Reiki and bioenergy. And I really enjoyed all of that. I really, really did. I really felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I always just felt like there's more. Like the old spirituality itch was starting to come in. And I was like, there's more. You know, energy healing can, when you're just speaking about the energy aspect of it, it can be very, very physical. And that didn't satisfy me. I was like, no, 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 no. There's more, there's more to life. There's more going on here. Like, what is it? So a big kind of a turning point for me was a number of years ago. I can't remember exactly now, maybe five, six years ago. I went on a solo hiking trip to Italy. I was in the Umbria region, just up from Rome, uh, near Assisi. You might know it, you might have heard that. And it was gorgeous. It was just a beautiful hiking trip I took. I went 10 days by myself and it was incredible. Like it was just one of these things where so many uh, coincidences and serendipitous things happened. And even things like when I got there, I could never get my roaming to work unless I was in the middle of a town. I could never get it to work outside of it. And Actually, do you know what? It only worked for me in Rome now that I think about it. Once I left Rome, it stopped. And so I had no internet unless I was connected to someone's Wi-Fi. So I had fully intended on going hiking with podcasts and music in my ears, but I had no choice but to do it in absolute silence. And I was initially like, oh, this is going to be a pain. (laughs) But it was absolutely the best thing that ever happened to me. It was fantastic. Um, It was just this amazing break from reality. I am a single parent. I was working full time. Also, you know, studying energy healing as well and trying to keep all the balls in the air. Like I really, really needed this time by myself and it was absolutely amazing. And while I was there, I, well, firstly, I accidentally planned my route along a lot of St. Francis's Camino. It's a, that's a hiking route that goes from, I believe, Florence to Rome. But the bit that I was on was near Assisi. And I accidentally was like taking all of these hiking routes that were his exact Camino. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I keep coming across St. Francis. What's the deal here? I had loads of little kind of spiritual experiences along the way. Was getting what I now know would be like downloads or channeling spiritual messages and jotting them down not even honestly not even knowing what I was doing at the time I was just doing what felt right in my gut it was a 10-day trip and on the last day of the trip 
I was slowly, had been slowly making my way towards Assisi. Assisi was my final destination. And you may know St. Francis of Assisi. St. Francis has a hermitage up in the mountains outside of Assisi. So that was like my final hike was up there. As I said, I've been having all of these lovely little spiritual experiences along the way and really surprising myself. I was absolutely not there for the spiritual experience as in in any way connected to religion because to me any saint or church or anything like that was just connected to organized religion and I wasn't interested. I was just like not still hadn't fully accomplished the separation of the two for myself. So I it was a damp cold morning, hiked up like the hardest hike of the entire trip up to his hermitage up in the mountains. And it was basically like little holes or little mini caves in the mountain where him and his friends used to go to meditate for like months and, you know, climb up there in their bare feet and everything. It is pretty cool like to walk along and go, oh my God, he actually walked this little path that I'm on right now. So since then, a uh, monastery, I think a hermitage, has been built around those little caves. There's a little kind of a kind of an altar just off from the hermitage. And so I went up there uh, to have a little meditate. And I was there early in the morning. There was literally no one else there except I think there was nuns in the hermitage. I sat there for a while and I meditated. Then I clairvoyantly, so inside my mind, I saw... St. Francis walking towards me and he sat next to me and he placed his hand on mine and it was just this moment of time freezing like we went somewhere else completely we were not there I felt this like deep connection with him and with his whole message of equality and love and these real early early Christian values it was just really powerful. I've honestly, to this day, I have no idea how long I was sitting there. If you said it was 30 seconds, if you said it was three hours, I go, yeah. It was just one of these moments where time didn't really exist. And then out of nowhere, I just heard this like bird. It felt like a massive bird flapping its wings right in my ear where he was sitting to my left. And it startled me and I opened my eyes and looked and sure there was no bird there. <laughs> And then the moment was over. I tried to get it back, I remember, but it was like, no, it's over, Lita. And that's okay. It was it was beautiful. You know, it was really, really beautiful. And I walked around in an absolute daze for the rest of the day. Didn't really fully get what had happened or understand it. I can understand it and maybe verbalize it a little bit better nowadays. But it was... Just an incredibly awesome experience that was just wow. And something that just comes to mind there that may mean something to you. When you're beginning on your spiritual journey and you have these little experiences, you can be very greedy. Like, I was like, I want more. I want more. I want that to happen again. You know, like, it's like a drunk. It's like you're, you get a little bit of it and then you're like, that's not enough. That's not enough. You just want to experience more and more. But I think as I got older and more experienced with things like that happening, you just learn to really cherish those moments and not expect it to happen again or not want it to come back. 
because things always do keep happening. I'm actually only just making this connection now. I think when I let go of that, wanting more and more of these types of experiences, only then did my experiences actually become bigger and more unbelievable and outrageous and powerful. Hmm. Funny, yeah, just making that connection now. In Italy then, after having all of these experiences, like, set a fire in me that was like, look at all of this amazing spiritual stuff and everything that you've grown up with and there's so much that you've experienced and this can be an important part of your life. You know, maybe it's time to actually take a look at it and see is there something in it. Maybe this is actually what you're you're searching for outside of the whole energy field. It, like totally inspired by my experience in Italy and the belief of the people there, I kind of just came back to Ireland with this whole different view on what the whole thing meant and was ready to sort of explore it that little bit more. But also coming back with that important message that St. Francis had given to me, which was to like tune in with the original core messages of Christianity. Love, compassion, equality, kindness, fairness, all that stuff, all the good stuff. Basically everything that was actually Jesus's message and Mary Magdalene's message before the organization of a religion took over and inserted rules and all sorts of stuff which has brought many many people away from that original core message so that was in my early 30s anyways and after that then things just kind of escalated pretty quickly after that i went deep into the energy side of things it was still like there's more there's more there's more and eventually stepped into the psychic stuff i've been very very fortunate since last year or two have met so many amazing people that have helped me so far along my journey so many incredible new friends and conversations have guided me through this spiritual experience that i've been having over the last year it's been like one big spiritual awakening after another like boom 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 maybe it was just one big long spiritual awakening i started channeling at the end of 2020 and bringing in messages from galactic guides and then started bringing in uh, past lives totally happened by accident i was doing energy work and i had channeled this routine for energy work and that's what i was doing and i started having these like visions and feelings and words around lives and things and stuff that had happened and i was Thankfully, I had lovely people to practice this on other psychics. And they were like, Alicia, these are past lives that you're bringing through. And I was like, what? You know, I hadn't even really thought about past lives all that much. A little bit. It has always interested me. I just was like, how can I do that? Me? How? how? I'm not even trying. Like, I literally wasn't trying. It wasn't even on my radar. It just blows my mind that all of these things started coming through. And then I've been practicing that and practicing that and getting better at it. And also delving into the Akashic Records, learning how to read the Akashic Records. And that's pretty much what I do for work, past life healing and Akashic Records reading. The two are kind of go together. And those are the type of uh, treatments that I do right now. But it's just feels like I was chugging along for most of my life. And then, well, I suppose 
the pandemic hit and it has just been like going from like chugging along on an old train to going on to a high-speed train. (laughs) I really do have a lot to thank the pandemic for. To be honest with you, I was in a, not in a great way just before the pandemic started with my mental health. I was very, very close to physical and emotional exhaustion. Really, really poor mental health at the time. I just, like when the pandemic started, I mean, jeepers, I think I just slept for the first two weeks more or less, which was fantastic. And then for the first couple of months, it just so happened that the weather was incredibly nice in Ireland, which was is so unusual especially the west of Ireland it's so you know rainy but it was incredible weather really really amazing and I live not too far from the beach so I walked to the beach every single day I recharged and cleared my energy system my chakras every single day and I think those few months of resetting my entire system were like the groundwork that I needed to go on this incredible journey that I've been on since then you know learning how to tune into my intuition learning how not to ignore my intuition (laughs) learning the consequences of ignoring my intuition that's a hard journey to go on learning all about the ego that's not easy ego's a bitch so controlling I know now that as I said I've been very ego driven for most of my life which really is fear driven you know it's 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 a shitty way to be it's not a nice way to feel and it's not nice for the people around you to be exposed to you being so fear driven all of the time yeah that groundwork was absolutely essential and I'm so like eternally grateful for that it really just led me into this world of channeling and doing the past lives all of that and in 2021 I worked with a mentor as well who also helped me to open up my channeling and understand it more and help me to protect myself more and identify who's coming to me who's what am I hearing (laughs) who am I talking to and to put a more of a structure around the whole thing so around May 21 I started channeling Arcturian guides so they are guides that live on they're basically light beings that live on an energetic level from the star system of Arcturus they were like we want to write a book through you I was like all right okay (laughs) what does that mean I always knew deep 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 down that I had a book in me or that I would write a book or that a book would be an important part of my journey I just was like what would I even write about I haven't a clue um my life is not interesting enough I'm not an expert enough in any field like I was like I I don't know what but they brought through this beautiful book which is called be love you can find it on Amazon it's all about that same message that I got from St. Francis which was this core of spirituality being about love, equality, compassion, kindness, being being good, leaving a good impact on the earth. What the Arcturians called it was conscious living. And also a large part of the book as well is about, about the concept of time, how it works and past lives and going into all of that and teaching you how to heal your past lives as well. It's all in there. I would recommend that you get that book. If you're interested in that sort of thing, it will help you on your journey. And it's it's kind of for everyone, really, because it's for people who are just starting out on their journey of spirituality. It's also totally for people who are 
veterans as well. That was last summer, so I put that book out then around October, I think I released it. It's just incredible. I mean, it's such an amazing feeling to actually publish a book and hold it in your hands and you're just like, what? But at the same time, I have this odd kind of a detachment from it because I'm like, well, it's not really my words at the same time, you know? I'm kind of like, I guess I'm not as proud of it as if I had written it myself from my own words. It's it's funny, I, I, I yeah, or maybe I'm just, maybe I've just learned so much how to calm down my ego that I don't let it get carried away with itself at all anymore. But it's, um yeah, it's a beautiful book. Check it out. So at the moment then, yeah, as I was saying, my work is doing past life healing and mostly that and Akashic Records readings. And now my next step is podcasting. So that's what I'm doing here. I feel like it's time to start to speak about all of these mad things that I experience and beautiful messages that I receive. This is a much nicer platform than social media. If anyone wants to say something horrible to me, they have to go to the effort to get my email address or find me on Instagram. You know what I mean? It's not so instantaneous. And I feel a certain freedom around sharing things. And often, you know, it's hard to share things when you are just putting words in print. Sometimes you need, it needs to be spoken word. So that's what I'm doing. And I hope that me talking about my journey can help you guys. A lot of what I want to achieve here is to help you, like I was helped, to remove that ickiness factor that kind of yucky factor to spirituality, to just the word spirituality. I even have have still problems with words like Holy Mary or God. It's just because of what I associated with growing up. And that's grand. I often use different words to those because it just helps. It makes it easier. But at the same time, spirituality, the word is pretty internationally recognized as a thing so I'm like well maybe I'll just keep using the word spirituality and just help people to have a different association with the word and also to understand that spirituality isn't really always just about the religiony angels star seeds all this sort of stuff it's actually when it comes down to it it's about you how you choose to live your life okay guys I'm not prepared for ending this podcast episode at all. So I will probably just end it with a, (laughs) with an Irish goodbye. I will slowly walk out of the room without saying goodbye. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, Jesus, you're mighty. You're very interested in me altogether. Thank you. Okay, we'll say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) What, 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 what